Welcome to the Empowering the Light podcast. Woot woot! I'm Lily Augustine, light worker, womb wisdom guide, and artist, and this podcast is all things love and light, empowering true autonomy and inspiring along the way. I cannot wait for you to dive into this next episode, and I honor the light that you are spreading in this world. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. Thank you so much for holding the space with us today. Thank you so much for being here and listening. I have Jesse Klein on with me today. Jesse, thank you so much for being here with us. You're so welcome. I like can't wait to get into this episode. Um, Jesse Klein has a business called Joyfully Human, and she works with human design. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about her, and then we're going to like jump in. And I know, like from my side. I don't know anything about human design and have been interested for so long. So like I'm sitting here super excited <laughs> to dive in. <laughs> okay, so after finishing her Doctor of Physical Therapy degree in 2017, Jessie embarked on her own inner work journey in search of the missing link between mind, body, and spirit health. Upon discovering human design in early 2019, Jessie awakened to the connection between physical body and energetic body to heal several physical ailments of her own. She additionally witnessed massive positive transformation in her relationships and developed an enlivened sense of purpose through these teachings. Jesse is passionate about helping others rediscover their unique potential and restore energetic balance in their bodies using human design and yoga philosophy. She currently offers various one-on-one sessions for those who are interested in strengthening mindfulness, health, and self-awareness. That was so beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me and bravely agreeing to hear your human design for the first time live. These are actually my favorite podcast episodes to do um, when people have no idea what human design is because I love seeing people's reactions in real time. It's my favorite thing. Guys, I'm so excited. Yes, Jesse was so sweet. And after I asked her on the podcast, offer to read my human design on here. So you guys listening are going to be hearing it at the same time with me here or when the recording comes out. I have no idea what my human design is. I have some I have some ideas just knowing myself what might be in there, but I'm super excited for this. And the super coincidence is Jesse and I are in the same yoga teacher training. So this is so wonderful because we get to see each other in two or three months, August. Okay, probably yeah. two months away. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. I'm getting goosebumps because I feel like everything's coming around full circle. And for me and my journey, my human design and yoga journey and body healing journey and physical therapy journey, they're all so intertwined that I can't really tease them out. And I actually discovered human design from Matt and Ash, who are our um, yoga teacher instructors. So I feel like this is so synchronistic that we are talking at this time. And what a, what a more beautiful time than to connect than right now, you know? I'm so excited. Okay, but before we get into all of that, Jesse, would you like to go into a little bit more of your story, how you found human design, or how you got to be here in this present moment? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I had a, an aha moment when I was listening to an earlier episode of your podcast. I think it was your first episode with Cass O'Neill, and she was talking about... Um, you know, a, a recent conversation that she would ha- had had about life and is life linear or are there certain events in our lives where, you know, almost we have like our life before that event and then we have our life after that event. And it dawned on me 
when I heard her say that because, you know, I've been on a lot of podcasts recently and that's always the first question is share, your, you know, can you share your story and how you ended up here? And I have such a, a difficult time explaining it in a linear way. And I realize it's because I'm going through one of those life events right now. You know, I think literally being in this quarantine and everything that's going on, there's been so many things that have happened that are, you know, changing my path. Um, but what I will say is that, like I said, my journey is very intertwined with my yoga journey. And so, you know, my whole life, I've always been a very spiritually curious person. I've always been really fascinated by the human body. I watched my sister have many health challenges when she, from the time she was an infant. And I think that kind of sparked my curiosities from a young age of like, you know, why, why is she going through those things and not me? And, you know, what does it mean to be healthy? And what does it mean to, you know, have health and all that, all those sorts of things. So that kind of led me to pursue a degree in kinesiology, which is a study of human body movement, and then um, in a minor in psychology. And then I went on to um, get my doctorate in physical therapy. So when I finally left the comforts of academia in 2017, I faced a lot of challenges. I 2017 was a challenging year for me anyway, because I, um, I went through a divorce at that time as well. And I was entering into a career that was, you know, completely new, even though I had seven years of, tra of training. And um, I learned a lot about myself. And I definitely, at, at that point in my life, I was looking for the answers. Like I was doing my inner work journey and I discovered yoga philosophy. And, you know, I just had a lot of, I had a lot of questions about life. One, why is my career so different than what I thought it was going to be? And why do I get burned out so easily? And why do I take in other people's emotions so deeply? And, you know, I, I had a lot of questions about that, but then I also had a lot of questions about, holistic healing, right? Because I saw so many things in my, in my career as a physical therapist that didn't make sense. You know, people who maybe should have been able to heal, but weren't, you know, because of, you know, emotional traumas that they were carrying. And then other people who, you know, by medical standards, you know, were miracles and like shouldn't have been able to accomplish everything that they accomplished, but were able to accomplish those things because of their sheer belief and faith. Um, so that kind of led me to really question a lot of what I had learned. And so I ended up finding Matt Nash and um, they kind of, you know, were the ones who introduced this whole other side of yoga to me. And they actually introduced me to human design. And when I had my human design read to me for the first time, I, you know, I'm not saying it's the answer for everybody, but for me, I had never felt more validated in my entire life. And I immediately felt this resonance that it was the, the thing that I was searching for. Oh, that's so special. That's yeah. so amazing. I love that. Ah, so what happened after that? What happened after you had that like, aha moment of your human design? Like, what did the journey look like after that too? It's not as glamorous as many people might think because I didn't, it's not like I learned my human design and I immediately 
pivoted and changed everything in my life. It's been a slow um, becoming or rather an unbecoming of everything that I am not because human design, which I'm sure we'll get into in a minute, is all about learning what energetic gifts that you carry consistently and conversely, which gifts that you, or I guess what areas of your life you're designed to be more open and receptive to the energies around you so that you can receive help to do the things that you're here to do. And those are areas of your life that you're, you're not designed to be consistent in. So for me, it was almost like an unbecoming of everything that I wasn't so that I could remember who I really am. And one of my human design teachers, Jenna Zoe, she always talks about you know, your spiritual journey or really any journey in life, it's not about going from one, you know, going from zero to 10 immediately. It's about doing the null point one. It's about doing the little thing and taking the little step every day that's going to get you closer um, because it's through little changes that we actually, that things actually stick, right? And so for me, learning, um, learning about my design Nothing happened super quickly or overnight, but every day I leaned into it a little bit more and a little bit more, and I kind of watched the magic unfold, and it's crazy to look over the course of a year and see, you know, I went from working, um, you know, working over 50 hours a week and being super burnt out and miserable and questioning everything to now being in a space where I'm doing completely what I love and I'm lit up every single day, and I'm super grateful for this journey and that I gave myself the time and the space to, to do this. Hi. I love that. That's so powerful. And I love the analogy of like, it's those little steps, those little steps in your journey. And I think that everyone listening can so resonate that with like the biggest things that happen in your life happen because there's like little like baby steps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up, <laughs> so I grew up, well, I don't know if you've seen this movie, but have you ever seen the movie, uh, What About Bob? I haven't seen that, no. Okay, it's this movie, and I grew up watching it, mm-hmm. um, and it's all about, like, the baby step math method. It's like a comedy, but, like, what's stuck with me is always, like, you use these baby steps to get where you want, and then the end result is, like, this beautiful transformation. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have gotten that without those baby steps. And like you said, you can't mm-hmm. jump from 1 to 10 or 1 to 100, because um, it's also like you have to acclimate as you go. And it sounds like human design is a really beautiful tool for doing that and for understanding how to step through those baby steps, through understanding your body, through your human design. Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. So within human design, there's a lot of strategy. And that's one reason why it really drew me in because I definitely, from all of my training and my curiosities throughout my life, I have a very scientific way of seeing the world. And human design, to give you all a little background, is a combination of many uh, sources of wisdom. It's a combination of the Chinese I Ching, which is a study of yin and yang energies, the Kabbalah, astrology, um, the Hindu chakra system, and then also combines with modern, more modern sciences like quantum physics and biochemistry to give you a unique blueprint of exactly how you exchange energy with the world. I like to say, um, again, because of my background, I like to say that it's like the anatomy of your energy body. I love that. I love that, like, saying. Yes. That actually makes so much sense, too. Um, And that, that, like, the anatomy of your energy body, I feel like that really resonates with me because I also, like, I can, I have so much, I have so much experience 
in physical therapy and I like love reading your bio and being like oh my gosh like what is what are the odds um I never went to school for it myself but I grew up like as a dancer in the rhythmic gymnast and pretty much was in physical therapy my whole life it's been something to do with my feet at some point or another um and at one point I almost went and did go to school for physical therapy so that has like that whole area has a very dear like part in my heart so I love that term the anatomy of your energy body because that that brings in all the elements and kind of brings it together and makes sense wow I love that so synchronistic thanks for sharing that I know yeah we were just we were just talking before the recording this I feel like this podcast episode is so synchronistic to begin with because not only like six months ago was I like oh I want to know my human design and couldn't figure out any of the websites for it. I was like, okay, this is probably not the right time. I'll give it up to the universe. And then Jesse popped into my life and was like, oh yeah, I can read your human design on our podcast interview. I was like, yes, the universe listened. And we get to meet each other again in two months, like in person. I just feel like all of this is like such a sign from the universe and so synchronistic and so happy to be here talking with you. I can't wait to hug you in real life. This is just so cool. And we were also chatting before the recording that, you know, this time in quarantine has affirmed for me that we can absolutely connect with each other's energies virtually because like I feel you (laughs) across the screen. And I have a couple of good friends who I've met online And we've only chatted virtually, but the idea that I've never actually hugged them physically doesn't even register for me, you know? Like, on some level, we have hugged, we have embraced. Yes, I completely agree. I think that that's so beautiful. And yeah, I was like, I was talking about it in a musical I did last night. Like, thank goodness we have this technology right now, quarantine, because it's a way, like, the way technology has developed with us right now was kind of like perfect timing when coronavirus hit and like global quarantine hit because we're all able to connect on a deep level just through the screens that we have. So it's kind of this blessing that we have right now. Yeah, that's so So let's dive into your design. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. Okay, let's do it. I'm ready. So so a little background to human design is a deep rabbit hole, (laughs) kind of like astrology. If You know, if you're listening and you're familiar with astrology, most likely when you first learned about it, you learned your astrology sun sign and you probably thought that was it, right? Like I know I did when I was in high school, I learned I was a Capricorn and then I looked up what my boyfriend was and we saw if we were compatible or whatever, you know, that's kind of how it goes. But then later I had somebody read my full astrology and uh, and I learned, oh my gosh, there's my moon sign and my rising sign and then all the planets have a sign and then there's these houses and it's really confusing, right? And it goes really deep. So human design is a little like that too. Um, But generally when I give someone um, an introductory reading, I really like to drive home, we call it the big three, just like in astrology, how you kind of have your sun sign, your moon sign and your rising sign. And those are the things you focus on first. In human design, you have your energy type, your authority type and your profile type are like the big three. And so your energy type is exactly what it sounds like. It's how you exchange energy with the world. And there's five main main types. Um, and then your authority type is how you, you are designed to uniquely make decisions. 
So you can see how it's very strategic already, right? And then your profile type is how your personality starts to manifest as you start to lean into your energy type and your authority type. And, and as you start to live authentically, your profile kind of naturally expresses. And the interesting thing about profile, which I love, is that it's a combination of how you perceive yourself and how the world around you perceives you, which is fascinating to think about because, you know, I'm always kind of tripping out about that of like, wow, I could be a different person in everybody else's eyes. I'm always wondering how they perceive me. So having human design has given me insights into um, not only what my unique gifts are, but how other people see me and how I can help other people too, which is pretty cool. I love that. I was like grabbing a notebook with all this. I'm like, I'm ready. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So, Leah, you are, um, we're going to talk about energy type first. So, you are what's called a generator. Now, a generator, uh, as a generator, you kind of wake up in the morning with a full, we say like a full tank of gas in your engine. You are, you have a super defined sacral chakra. If you're if you're at all familiar with like the traditional chakra system, you have a very divine um, sacral chakra, which means that you essentially house the life force energy for the world. Um, and so the funny thing about generators is that they typically learn from a young age that they're so important and so needed for their energy. And so because of this, a lot of generators are conditioned into believing that they have to give their energy in self-sacrificing ways. Because if you think about it, when you're a kid, you know, you're often praised for doing things that you don't want to do, or, you know, we're praised for making sacrifices or compromises or whatever. But the interesting thing about being a generator is that it's actually by doing what you love and doing what lights you up that you literally generate. That's where the word generator comes from. You literally generate more life force energy. And as you generate more life force energy, that juicy energy spills over into other people. So the beautiful thing about being a generator is that like when you're in your magic lane, you there's really nothing that you have to do to attract more people into your life. Like your aura is extremely magnetic and it draws people in. Generators are like the ultimate people's people. That makes so much sense. I was listening to this. I was like, oh my gosh, I can see my life flash before my eyes. And like everything you're saying with like childhood too, like I was always like a super high optimist. Mm -hmm. So like whenever people in my life were down, like I was the one to kind of help them like mm -hmm. feel better and like give them part of my energy and help them feel better. So that like makes total sense. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Everything's aligning. This feels so good. <laughs> yeah. And so as a generator, it's super important for you to have fun. And I know that we live in a world where not everything that we do is necessarily going to be fun. There's always going to be adult, you know, adult things that we have to do. But the more as a generator that you can lean into whatever it is that light you up, the more you're going to be rewarded with that juicy and sparkly energy. And so as a generator, and because you have a super defined sacral, you also have what's called sacral authority. Now remember we talked about how authority type is how you make decisions. So interestingly, in human design, nobody is designed to make decisions from our minds. 
which is crazy, right? Because that goes against everything we've been taught. We've been taught that we need to think about it. We need to make pros and cons lists. We need to, you know, wait and ruminate over things. But actually, our minds only know what they know from cause and effect and from past experiences. So I think of authority type as the way your soul communicates to you through your energetic body. It's like your soul picks whatever um, whatever energetic gifts you have that are the, we say the most strong gifts in you, or we also call it like, it's like the MVP of your chart. It gets to call the shots. Um, so your soul picks that area of your chart to communicate to you what it is, um, what it is your soul is in alignment with um, so that you don't miss it, right? And the beautiful thing about this is that your soul is coming from a place of limitless potential. So when we step away from making decisions from our minds and making a place from cause and effect, we step into a place of making decisions from the wisdom of our bodies such that our decisions are now coming from a place of limitless possibilities. It's pretty cool, right? I love that. That's so awesome. Yeah. And so as a generator with sacral authority, that saying of you need to go with your gut, that is super correct for you. Yes, that's totally how I've been living in the past few months and it's been so amazing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's so fascinating because it's actually not, that's actually not true for everybody. I know that sounds kind of funny, but for me, I don't have sacral authority. So whenever I was told to go with my gut, it didn't really resonate with me. But when people tell me to go with my first instinct, that resonates with me because I have kind of like a small instinct voice in me that kind of whispers. But for you, you have sacral authority. So what that looks like for you is that the universe is always kind of bringing you things to respond to. That's a big thing about being a generator is that, you know, as a generator, you don't really have to go out and hustle and make things happen. But rather, the more that you get clear on what it is that you love and what it is that you want to do, that's like giving the universe permission to bring you more of those things. And then when those things are laid out in front of you, you get to ask yourself in a very binary way, because the sacral is very, um, there's a lot of duality to the sacral energy. It's, it's very like yes or no. So when these things get presented to you, you ask yourself, does this light me up? Yes or no. And most generators know that when something does light them up, they have a full, we say, we say hell yes. They have a full hell yes response in their body such that they feel it in their gut. They feel these like champagne bubbles that rise up from their gut, makes you sit up straighter in your chair. Um, it makes you want to literally jump into it because it's so exciting, right? So that's when you know something's a yes. And then when something's a no, you have a contractive response in your body. You almost want to keel over, protect your stomach, you know, protect that sacral energy, and you'll feel that energy almost withdrawing back inside you and telling you, no, this is not something that I need to be spending my energy on. Yes. And so the thing that I love about you is that I was listening to one of your episodes, one of your previous episodes, and you talked about, um, I think it was your decision to leave dance if I believe. And you said that you just had this gut feeling and then the next day you quit. And that is so beautiful because that is exactly how you're designed to operate. And this also probably goes against a lot of things you've been told, but you're actually designed to make spontaneous decisions. 
And the oh reason, it, yeah, the reason for that is you are very susceptible to other people's emotions. So you may notice that when you're alone, you're a very cool, calm, and collected person. You may even feel, um, you know, not, not in, a, in a bad way or anything, but you may almost feel emotionless sometimes when you're by yourself. But when you're around other people, you feel their emotions on a deep level. And if you were to wait to make a decision, what could happen is that over time, you're absorbing emotional energy from people around you, and that emotional energy from other people is going to influence your decision. So for you, as, as, um, as crazy and radical as this may seem, for you, making a spontaneous decision is incredibly aligned. That makes so much sense. And actually, this goes so well into something that happened in this past week, too. I... Official, I am officially full-time now into my business. I officially quit my other job. Today was my last day. Oh, and congratulations. Thank you. And the first time I got that like hit that was like, hell yes, this is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. I did start talking to everybody around me. And like all of a sudden, like I started getting more insecure about it. And I like waited a few weeks. And mm -hmm. then after spending some time with myself and I was like, this is what I need to do. This is my hell yes. I like did it and felt so like lit up and so excited and then like everything started flowing like in my business everything else I like got all these ideas of where I wanted to go it was like really amazing watching like that shift uh first letting everybody else's energy like influence mine and then all of a sudden being like okay you know no I'm just gonna listen to mine and see what happens and it was so beautiful and like so it was exactly like you said, like when I get those things, it's like, hell yes, this is what I'm supposed to do, even if it makes no rational sense. It's wow. amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I have goosebumps right now. That is so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. So I, I'm just like listening to this. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is so aligned. This really is how I make all my decisions in my life. Like I, was, I used to be a rhythmic gymnast and I was trying to go to the Olympics. Um, and I was like training at Olympic training centers and everything and getting ready for it. And then one day I was 18, I was like doing, I was like at practice, I was like doing a series of tosses with my hoop and I like stopped and I was like, you know what, this isn't where I want to be anymore. Like this isn't right. And the next day I quit and it ended up opening the doors to dance, which led me to something else. And then when I got that instinct, I quit. And then it opened the doors to college. It opened up doors to me finding my voice with art. It opened up doors to my business. And like, it's really amazing, like seeing now actually hearing that and like it all like lines up and makes sense. I'm like, I have goosebumps here writing all this yeah. stuff. I love that. I have two, I have two things to say in response to that. One is that I, um, I very rarely find when I am doing a reading for somebody that they don't resonate with some with something. Generally, human design, it doesn't tell us anything that we don't already know. It just gives us permission to be who we are. It's like that external validation of like, yes, I can do the thing the way I know I need to do the thing uniquely and different from everybody else, right? Um, and it, it blows my mind. I always say that nothing surprises me anymore, but everything amazes me because I love hearing people's stories of how aligned they were already living and how they already intuited their designs because, yeah, I mean, I think we're all intuitive beings, so th that is just further proof. And you bring up another good point that I want to address is that you had to start saying no to some things in order to make room 
for the yeses to come in. A lot of times I work with generators who say that they feel like they can't hear their gut response anymore because you know, they just feel stuck or they feel frustrated is another common feeling that generators have is frustration. Um, that can be, that can manifest as like literal frustration of like, you're saying I'm so frustrated by the situation, or it can manifest as like frustration of energy inside of you or a stuckness feeling. And so generally, oh, <laughs> yeah, generally when that happens, I say, okay, that probably means that you've said yes to too many things that should be no's. So sometimes the first thing for a generator to do if they're feeling stuck is to start peeling back the layers and really asking yourself and getting honest with, with yourself, where are the areas in my life when I can, where I can start um, saying no so that I create space within my aura to receive the new things that I actually do want. And that's terrifying for a generator because you guys have so much energy to give. So the idea of having nothing to do is, can be absolutely terrifying. But the amazing thing is that, you know, you start saying no, and then you kind of have to pass neutral along the way. And then the magic really starts happening. And it's funny too, because our auras don't know the difference between work and personal life and self-care and relationships, they're all kind of pulling, all of those things are tugging from the same energetic pool, right? So sometimes it means saying no to a relationship so that you can start having more abundance in your career and having things come to you, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, that's so beautiful, and especially as a generator and magnetizing all of those uh, opportunities towards you. It's a truly incredible. Thank you. I really loved what you just said about like that frustration, that energy mm -hmm. also totally aligns to my whole life. And I went through a period where I did, it was like at my last semester of college and I was saying yes to every single opportunity that came my way. I was mm -hmm. saying yes to the internships. I was saying yes to all the jobs. I was saying yes to all the opportunities. I don't think I even knew what the word no was at that period. And I was having panic attacks like every other day. Mm. And I had like this huge frustrated energy inside me. And I only knew how to get it out through a panic attack. Yeah. And it wasn't until I like started working with a health coach, I started actually having a self-care practice in place and holding space for myself and saying no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like all of a sudden, like I came back into my energy and it was super empowering. And even like within the past month, I've been working so much with my own mentor about um, opening space in my life, like in all different areas. And it's been so amazing. Like I can't even explain how good I feel in the past month actually having like spaciousness. And I never knew how to create space before, which was like the yeah. funny thing. And it was totally like, I was so used to saying yes to everything. I had no idea what it looked like to actually have like open space and it was it was terrifying like you said yeah terrifying to like be like okay I don't have anything to do today yeah also liberating at the same time <laughs> exactly and that brings up another good point that there's a big difference between making a spontaneous decision that's in alignment for you and making a decision without giving yourself without checking in with yourself right so for generators it's super important to check in with yourself so giving yourself that sacred pause, it doesn't mean that you wait, right? It doesn't mean you necessarily wait, but you have that opportunity presented to you. You drop into your body, you feel it. Does this feel expansive to me? Yes or no? And then if it, if it is a yes, after you take that pause, then you take a small step towards 
actually saying yes, right? But it doesn't mean, and that's a very good point that you bring up, doesn't mean that you, you know, just start saying yes to everything because we live in a world where we're taught, you know, we're taught that we need to just go out and do it and we need to make mm -hmm. it happen and we need to hustle and we need to, you know, yeah, just do it. I know I said that already, but yeah. it's funny because only like 8% of the world is really designed to be that way. So manifestors are the type they're designed to really get things started. So for them, they kind of get an urge and they, and they do it, they do it right away. Um, but for the rest of us, that's not how we're designed. Right. Wow. And to me, that was super freeing to learn that. I love that. It is super freeing. I, I'm like sitting here with, throughout this whole conversation with like total goosebumps in awe with like my jaw opening and being like, oh my gosh, this all makes so much sense. Um, but I love that. Just watching the synchronicities in the podcast episodes that I record too, like the podcast that I recorded right before this, that's live right now, was all about easeful business and about having your, like, your business be easy and not like having to push super hard to try to make everything happen, but actually like work with yourself and work with your body and allow it to be easy. So I love that you said that, that like we're not all designed to be that like super hard push all the time because it makes total sense and we don't need to live that way if we're not designed that way. Exactly. And the, the other beautiful and interesting thing is that for a manifester, initiating like that is not hard is not like hard work for that for them that feels easy and actually for a manifester having to respond to things all day long is actually what exhausts them so the more that they can initiate the more they feel in alignment and so you know in human design we believe that nobody is is designed to like force you know force past what feels natural but rather when we kind of deconditioned from the world around us because we're all conditioned every single one of us is conditioned into some belief you know and we've been conditioned from the time that we were born from our parents from our from society you know from our teachers and no fault to them you know they're doing the best they can with what they know but we're always taking in other people's energies and advice and all those things so human design kind of teaches us and gives us that validation that we are different and unique and that we don't have to be all the same and we don't have to be all homogenized. And when we step into our uniqueness, then things just flow for us and we don't have to work so hard. Yes. I love that. I feel like that's so in alignment like with everything that I believe to. It's like working with your unique gifts. Like you shouldn't all have to fit into this cookie cutter patriarchal society that only supports like certain gifts. Like we should all be able to express ourselves and that's what's going to make this like super abundant society around us is when we can all be in our fullest expression. And I love that human design works so closely with helping you do that. I totally agree. And I have goosebumps again now. Um, I completely, I completely feel that we called in human design as a collective because we were ready for it because it's an extremely new system. It was discovered in 1987 and so there were a few different things that happened in 1987 that were significant. One was that um, there was this event called the Harmonic Convergence. And I actually don't know too much about it other than there was a mass global meditation and there was um, several planets that were in alignment with each other. And it was like, we had never seen so many planets aligned at the same time. And then um, 
there also was, if you study Dr. Hawkins' work, he studied themes of consciousness. He was a um, medical doctor psychiatrist who um, kind of shifted away from that to study philosophy and human consciousness. He said that we moved um, around that time, we shifted as a collective out of the energy of pride and into the energy of courage. So we were finally ready to basically we finally had the courage to accept ourselves and accept our roles in the world. And so for me, I think it takes a tremendous amount of courage to be able to look at yourself and, um, you know, be aware of your unique gifts, but then also turn around and, and own it, <laughs> you know? And, um, there were other events, like there was a nearby supernova that blasted the earth and, and all these things. But I definitely feel like we're in a time right now where we're more receptive to the divine feminine. And I feel like divine feminine is awakening. And um, we're all feeling a lot more aligned with stepping into our creativity and, you know, just challenging the way things are. Um, so I believe, I believe that. I believe this is all in alignment. Yes, I love that. That was so powerful and so beautiful. It's just amazing to see like how all of those events happened around that time that human design came to be. And we were talking prior to the recording too, like I was trying to look up human design one day and looking at all these websites that I couldn't figure out. Yeah. <laughs> but like we're so confusing and you were saying how like we're kind of in this new age of human design too, like where it's even more empowering. Absolutely. So to give you a good example, yeah, I was, I was sharing, we were, we were just chatting before this that, um, you know, some of the information online about human design is confusing and it's not exactly empowering. And a lot of the language I, I say is like old paradigm language and they make it sound like there are certain aspects in your design that lead to success and other aspects that don't. And I'm here to tell you that every single thing in your design is perfect and I believe your soul chose it in order for you to fulfill what you're going to do in this lifetime and there's no such thing as a good or a bad energy in human design it's all about how you use it there's kind of like low expression and high expression of everything but a good example is that most people um, when they find out that they're a generator they're they're disappointed the reason is because um generators and um, manifesting generators together, they make up 70% of the population. So a lot of generators feel like they're not unique, but I'm like, no, there's a lot of you because we need you so much. You guys are so special, you know, and we especially need you guys um, because you guys, I believe, are really here to blur the lines between work and play and show us that, like really embody a life that is really in touch with both your own spiritual body and your physical body um, to show us that, you know, we can really dance and play with life on this material plane. And that's part of the spiritual experience. Like to me, that's what a generator means, but like throughout society, because generators have so much energy, um, like in old paradigms and stuff, the generators were often taken advantage of and they were like, you know, the people who built the pyramids and, you know, the, they were kind of like, a lot of times enslaved because they because they were so powerful and because they had enough energy to build society. So a lot of times the languaging online about generators is that they're like the worker bees of society and they're the builders. Um, but nobody is here to work just for the sake of work. You know, we're all here, especially in this new paradigm that we're shifting into, we're all here to, um, 
kind of remember what it means to um, what it what it means to be a spiritual being, and we're all here to like do the work that really fulfills us. Oh my gosh, yes, that's super resonated. And I thought it was interesting how you said, like, most generators, the first time they hear it, uh, like, aren't very excited. And I think I'm really happy now that I came into this, like, not having any background in human design. Because as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. My whole life makes <laughs> I, like, was so excited. I was like, this feels like me. This feels right. Um, so that's, I love that. So, okay. So if people have been finding that they're kind of reading things to have that less empowering view to it, do you have any um, resource recommendations that people can look at that do have that more empowering perspective? Or maybe it's just being able to work with someone one-on-one. -on -one. What would you really recommend for people who are like, now I want to know <laughs> what my human design yeah. is and the, the more empowering side of it? Yeah, I would recommend just tapping into your own inner wisdom. And for me, everybody's a little different because we all learn a little bit differently, which we'll get into. We'll get into profile here in a second. And I'll kind of share how, we'll share a little bit about how we're designed to learn a little bit differently. But for me, I learned really well from, like I did buy books and things, but I also listened to a ton of podcasts and I follow a lot of people on Instagram. And I connected and I really discussed and integrated this information with people I know who were willing to talk about it with me. And that's how I learned it. So for anybody who's interested in learning that way, you're welcome to reach out to me on Instagram and I can share, you know, like the accounts that I really like to follow, the podcasts that I like to listen to. And maybe someday, who knows, I'll have my own podcast where I can teach a little bit more. Um, you so cool. <laughs> And I have courses coming out in the future and stuff like that too. So shameless plug, but um, tap in your own inner wisdom and like ask yourself if this teacher feels aligned to you. And if you feel, you know, if you feel empowered by what they're saying and what they're teaching, and if you do, then continue to learn from them. And, and if you don't, don't, there's a lot of choices out there, you know, and the way I teach may be different from somebody else. And, you know, I may resonate with some people and not with, with everybody. So, you know, I just recommend kind of like going and doing your own research and, and connecting with someone whose energy feels good to you. I totally want to do your course now. I like, <laughs> you were saying that, I was like, oh my gosh, I super connect with her energy. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yes. Okay. Let's go into, um, what was the next one? Profile, right? Profile. Yes. So profile, as I was saying, is kind of like how your personality archetype expresses as you like live in alignment as a generator with sacral authority. And so, um, and it's also kind of gives us unique insight into how we gain our wisdom as well. So for you in the traditional languaging, you, you are what's called a role model hermit, which doesn't sound so nice. So luckily, my teacher, Jenna Zoe, she renamed all of the profiles and she calls your profile the exemplary human. And so you're also, um, you're also what's called a 6-2. So your profile is the numbers. They're the two numbers that are separated by a dash. And so you are what's called a 6-2, the exemplary human. So as a 6-2, um, you likely had, you likely came into this life with a lot of wisdom early on. 
You were probably a kid who is very wise about a lot of things and had a unique way that you observed the world. And so your life, in a sense, is all about becoming the role model that you either, you know, either you had a role model figure from your childhood who you really looked up to, or you had a, um, almost a sense of like, I wish I had somebody in my life who was like X, Y, and Z. Your life is about becoming that version of whatever it means to be an exemplary human to you. And so for you as a role model, you actually have these three very distinct phases of your life. So you are still in your first phase of life. So until your Saturn return, you are living largely as um, an experimenter. So you're kind of, um, you're in a time where it's really appropriate for you to like learn through trial and error, try a lot of different things, see what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And um, just kind of really play with, play with life and like almost get your hands kind of messy in a sense. Now what's really fascinating is that as you approach your Saturn return, you may you may start to almost feel this like pull to draw away from the hustle and bustle of the world. And um, usually around that time, you, um, you know, it, your experimentation will never ever end because we're always, it's so long as we're human, we're always learning, right? Um, but as you start to ramp down, um, like I said, you'll get kind of pulled into, um, almost like a time where you want to focus on you and you want to kind of reflect on everything that just happened. And then um, as you, after you have that phase of your life, around age 50, they say, you'll kind of emerge into the world as this like full embodied role model figure. And the beautiful thing about being a role model, and this is also something that you carry throughout your life. It just, I would say heightens after age 50. But for you being a role model, it's less about having to teach and tell people what to do and more about embodying what it is you're here to do. And it's through embodiment that everybody around you is going to be super interested and fascinated in what you're doing. And they're going to want to know exactly what you're doing and what you're up to. That is so amazing. And actually I was just like thinking about that when you're like around age 50, like this is like when you really like come into like your full embodiment. And it lines up so well with, like, as a womb wisdom guide, like, yeah. I, like, help people reconnect to their menstrual cycle. And when you hit menopause, like, in this, like, study of menstrual cycle awareness and all of that, when you hit menopause around age 50, that's, like, our society sees that as almost, like, something's being taken away from you. But, like, in menstrual cycle awareness, in this, like, womb wisdom uh, teaching, when you hit that age, that's like a new beginning. That's like you are shedding the cycles that like were holding you throughout your life. And now you're like coming into your fullest potential. You are like here to do exactly what you're supposed to do in the world. You're fully embodied. So hearing that like third phase, I was like, this lines up so well with like menstrual cycle awareness and how um, this teaching views menopause versus how like our society views menopause, which is like, this is you fully embodied in you now and ready to like go off and like do what you are meant to do in the world which I think was so cool I was like writing that down I was like oh my gosh this is such a cool synchronicity wow that's incredible 
I have, I'm like speechless right now. That's crazy and crazy that you are already making those connections. I love that. I was like so excited because I like know so many people who hit the age 50 who felt very lost and like yeah. who are going through menopause and like your hormonal system is changing. Like everything in your body is changing and it can be like a super confusing time and our society doesn't really hold them in like a safe container to understand what's happening to them in their body. But like bringing in like the like womb wisdom, bringing in that, bringing in human design, I feel like all of it is so empowering to be like, no, like this is your time for empowerment, not not something being taken away from you, not something to be lost, but something like a new passage, a new journey that's like fully you, which I just think is so beautiful. Like I'm super excited to hit that class. Oh my gosh. I'm like, this is going to be a whole new era. It's going to be so, whole new Lilia. Embodying everything, so it's like really amazing. Now I'm like, I want to learn more about human design. Yeah, wow, you have so much natural wisdom, which is so incredible to see. And that leads me to my next. uh, I wanted to make sure the last thing that I really wanted to say about your profile is that, you know, like I said, in the traditional languaging, you're what's called a role model hermit. So a lot of what I just described to you is your role as a role model and how you have the three faces of life, and then you're here to embody. Um, as a hermit, I always tell people because this is probably one of the most misunderstood things in human design. So as a hermit, it doesn't mean that you're destined to be alone or that you even spend most of your time alone. But what it means is that your wisdom, the the biggest source of wisdom that you're here to share with the world, let me put it this way. You're never going to learn what it is you're here to share with the world from studying the books or even through having all the experiment, all the experiments that you're having. But it's actually by being alone that you'll remember who you really are. So the biggest gifts that you're here to share with the world are those gifts that are going to come to you in a meditation when you're sitting alone with your cup of coffee. And those gifts are things that are naturally within you. So the biggest conditioning that a hermit has to usually overcome is this feeling that they're less credible because they can't always explain why does they know what they know or why does they have the gifts that they have. But actually we're entering a time when it's more important than ever before for you to share this type of wisdom because we're stepping away from a time of like having like you know we have an abundance of knowledge but we've forgotten who we are at our core and you're here to remind us i'm like sitting here like with goosebumps and like my heart beating really fast and i'm like oh my gosh that's so special that that was really powerful. I like don't even have words for how that like resonated and how that hit. That was so beautiful. And I mean, like, yeah, I've been in the past like six months, I've been going on this like personal journey. Mm-hmm. I feel like being like finding meditation and being alone with myself has been the most powerful part of it. And yeah. this just like confirmed that, <laughs> which was so beautiful. Is that yeah. kind of like making sure I hold space to myself and hold that that like yeah yeah you're you're someone too like one thing that really jumped out at me when I looked at your chart is that you're a very powerful listener and you have a tremendous ability to hold space for other people and so for you like making that time to hold space for yourself is going to be super important because you're always going to be naturally drawn to like help people listen to their stories bring out the best in them because those are natural things that you just naturally do just by being in a room um 
so yeah, like taking that, that conscious time to really tap in with yourself is going to be super important. Hi. I'm like a complete lack of words. This all feels like so amazing. Love it. This all like feels so right and so amazing. Oh my gosh. So I could probably I, like, have no words. Like, <laughs> like the emotions running through me right now. I like don't know how to translate them into like how much gratitude I have right now for you and for this reading. You're so welcome. Yeah, I can probably talk about your your chart for like five more hours because it goes so deep. But I think that amount of information for now is probably perfect for you to like integrate. And then I usually tell people like really integrate this information because it's a lot. And then in like three or four months or so, if you want to dive deeper, you can have another session with me. Or wow. in your case, you're, we're going to see each other. So... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I'm like trying to formulate words right now. And it's just like I can feel that integration happening. And it just like feels so right. And thank you so much. I have so much gratitude right now for this reading, for everything that you do, for this calling that you have. It's so amazing. Oh no. Yeah. You're so welcome. And you know, the beautiful thing is that we live in a win-win universe. So for you, you um, had the opportunity to respond to having this reading and to be excited and be lit up by it. And you gave me the space for my wisdom to land because I am what's called a projector and I'm here to guide and to teach. And for me, nothing feels better than to be invited to share my wisdom. And so, you know, it just goes to show that like by having this interaction I get to feel exactly in alignment with myself and you get to feel exactly in alignment with yourself, right? Oh, that's so powerful. That is so powerful. I'm like sitting here, I'm like, I'm never at a loss for words. I just feel so powerful running through my body right now. And I'm like, oh, that's so beautiful. Okay, so wait, what's, what, are, what is yours? <laughs> what are your like three, three main um, yeah, so I'm what's called a projector, like we said. So projectors are really interesting beings. We're actually the newest type. We were, uh, we came into this evolution in 1781 when the planet Uranus was discovered. And the significance of that is that um, prior to that, we were largely ruled by Saturn. And Saturn takes about 29 years to go around the sun. And so our lifespans also were around 29 years before that time. So our lives were largely about survival and um, you know how to get food and how to build shelter. And um, so there really wasn't a need for protectors at that time. But what happened after 1781, we became Uranian beings, which means that now our lifespans correspond more with Uranus, which takes 84 years to go around the sun. With this huge expansion in our lifetimes, we have a lot more room. You know, we don't really have to worry so much about um, survival or don't have to focus on it as much anymore. So we're here now as a human collective to really explore what does it mean to live in my life purpose? What does it mean to make me happy? So the projector came in to say, um, basically give everybody like a unique bird's eye view of wisdom and knowledge so that, you know, we can all become more efficient as a society and we can spend more time 
um, you know, so that when we gain that efficiency, we can spend more time playing and less time working. So a projector, we're here for what we see and not necessarily for what we do. So generators have all that energy to do. Projectors, we don't have that energy. So we actually kind of like take it in from you guys and we use it for short periods of time, but then we need more rest. And our wisdom, our auras are a lot more focused. The generator is very like open, or is very like open and magnetic and always drawing people in. A projector, our ores are very focused and that gives us the ability to see into things and situations very, very deeply. But because of that, our ores can feel abrasive when we're not invited. And so it's important for us that we are invited by other people to share um, so that our wisdom has a place has a place to land. Oh, wow. That's, okay, this whole episode, I feel like it's just been these, like, synchronicities after synchronicities <laughs> after synchronicities, and it's so amazing to be, like, sitting here, like, in my jaw opening, like, like, watching all of this and listening and being like, oh my gosh, the universe is so amazing. <laughs> I know. It's so crazy. It is. I know. I love helping. I always say, that I have favorites and then I go into another podcast episode and I'm like wait but everybody's my favorite because <laughs> I often say generators are my favorite um because you guys are just so like to me there's just nothing more magical than a generator who's like in their magic lane but I also have such a soft spot for projectors because I am one and I think we're very misunderstood at times and I think it's a huge reason like why I was burnt out at my job as a physical therapist and why I was so sensitive to energies around me and um, why I just didn't have the energy to do it for, you know, eight, nine, 10 hours in a day. And um, I love working with projectors and like helping them find a work situation that works for them and helping them really understand how their energy works because it is um, very different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm but also, thinking, but equally magical. Like yeah. everybody's magical. I'm like thinking about the people in my life now, and really curious what they are. Because like what you're saying with energy, like I've know, I know so many people who like have the super high energy where they can really flourish in any environment, and then others who it's really hard for them to get through the day mm -hmm. um, with the energy that they have and with the positions that they're in. So yeah. Yeah, I'm really curious. I like want to go to all my friends and family and be like, go figure out your human design. <laughs> And we can touch touch base again. Yeah. I love that. Connect them with me. Definitely. Chat with them. Yes, definitely. Okay, well, do you have any last words for all of our listeners that you'd like to leave them with today? Oh, man. Um, I would say, you know, it, this is going to sound kind of out there, but, like, question everything. You know, I think for me, learning about human design it's really led me to like question everything in this in the healthiest way, like questioning, you know, why I want certain things or why I am a certain way. And it's really helped me to let go of everything that doesn't serve me because, you know, I think I've always been on that journey, you know, like I was taught from a young age, like from yoga teachers and different people, like you just have to release what doesn't serve you. And I was like, I don't don't know what that means um so I would just say like question everything and especially question anyone who tells you that you have to hustle and that life has to be 
a struggle in that there has to be resistance in order to be success because nothing could be farther from the truth. Like we're all here for success. We're all here for prosperity. We're all here to create, to play. And we're all here for a reason. And, um, you know, however you're here to uniquely be and do, um, trust it. Yes. Oh, that's so powerful. I love that. I love that. And to all of our listeners listening, I hope you take that with you. Um, after listening to this podcast and take that into your life and what you feel your calling is and all of that. Yes. Okay. So for everyone now who's like, I want to learn more about this. <laughs> like yeah. this has been such a cool episode. I want to learn more about human design. I want to learn more about you, Jesse, and like what you do. What are the best media for people to connect with you on? And do you have anything like coming up or anything that you have right now that you want people to know about any kind of offerings or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. So the best place to find me is on Instagram. I'm at joyfully human. I also have a website you can check, uh, you can check out. It's joyfullyhuman.online. Um, but I would say I do my, most of my connections are through Instagram. Um, and don't be shy. Don't hesitate to like, you know, send me a message. I love to connect with people. Um, if you feel called to have a reading with me, I offer three different types of readings. Most likely the one that will align for you if you're listening for the first, if you're hearing about human design for the first time would be an introductory reading. Um, but if you don't feel called to get a reading at this time, there's also so many great like free resources, accounts to follow that, um, you know, have a ton of free information and stuff. So I'm happy to connect you via messages to, you know, a lot of those accounts and a lot of those resources um, so that you can find teachers who are in alignment with you. Yes. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm so excited for everyone who's listening right now for you guys to like go and now like learn your human design. <laughs> I'm like sitting here, I'm like, wow, this came at like perfect time in my life. Okay. So yeah. This has been so amazing. And again, this is like the first podcast episode where I've like found myself speechless in the middle of them and like not had any words. <laughs> Usually I'm like, okay, yeah, I can like like whip something out. And this time I'm like, wow, just integrating it all and taking it all in is so powerful. And your wisdom is so beautiful and so powerful. And thank you so much, Jesse, for sharing it with us today. That was so amazing. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for... Uh, creating this space. Yes, so welcome. I'm so glad that we connected. Um, and oh my gosh, I can't wait to like give you a hug and two months. I know. <laughs> I know. Yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. Everyone who's listening, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, holding the space for yourself to learn, to take in this knowledge. And I can't wait for you guys to like go out and feel empowered in who you are and in your gifts and in your human design and go find what your human design is now. So thank you guys so much for being here, for holding the space with us. And I can't wait to see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Empowering the Light podcast. If you loved this episode, please share it so that we can spread this light and empowerment to more people. I also want to invite you to join my free Divine Feminine community. Within this community, you will receive exclusive content and updates via email. Be invited to my free virtual moon circles every month, which are so much fun, by the way. And you'll have access to our private Facebook group that is always being updated with more content and conversation. 
You can find the link to join on my website, liliageston.com, spelled L-I-L-I-A-G-E-S-T-S-O-N.com. I can't wait for you to listen to more episodes and would love to know what you want to hear next. Feel free to DM me on Instagram at Lilia underscore Guestin or email me at lgustin at gmail.com so that we can bring you the content that inspires your true autonomy.